just being aware of the fact that your thinking is not in alignment with what you're wanting to create in your life or in your health or your relationships or your wealth or your business or whatever it is, at the same time, what occurs is this desire to change your limiting beliefs. The desire is a vibration in you, right? That desire is an asking whether you're speaking it or not. And all of the teachings told us that there was this corresponding nature of life, that life would respond if we ask, that asking ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be answered unto you. And so you're asking. And this episode, by the way, is part of the response. Welcome to A Changed Mind, a journey into the topics that matter to you most. From the neuroscience and spirituality of mindset and personal growth to groundbreaking strategies for health, wealth, and relationships, to open and honest conversations about pressing global issues such as the environment, censorship, corporate capture, and democracy. Each and every episode reminds us of the certainty of the goodness of the future and provides the teachings, tools, and timeless wisdom inspiring you to create real lasting change in your life and in the world. If you've been desiring a sanctuary for your spirit, a place to go to tune out the distraction, negativity, and doom and gloom so that you can tap into the deep power, the vibrancy, and the potential you have inside, you're in the right place. Welcome to A Changed Mind. Hey, it's David. Just a quick interruption to your normally scheduled podcast. I've got an incredible opportunity for you. Big announcement that my book is now live on Amazon, A Changed Mind, Go Beyond Self-Awareness, Rewire Your Brain, and Re-Engineer Your Reality. If you've been wanting to take your personal growth to the next level, maybe you've done the self-help thing, but you're still feeling more stress or overwhelm or anxiety in your life, Maybe you've gotten to the next level of financial security or growth in your relationships or health or your business, but you've hit a new ceiling and you're really wanting to understand how to identify the resistance that is still inside of you that's shaping your experience of life and to let it all go and transform it so that you can truly feel free emotionally, spiritually, financially, and achieve your full potential. You've got to check out this book. I spent the last 18 months pouring all of the teachings, philosophies, tools, even processes that I've never taught before that have helped me go from a life where I was literally struggling to survive to a life now that I love in a system that lets me materialize the vision I have for my business, my family, my world without the hustle and grind and putting my spiritual growth and well-being first. So if you've been wanting a treasure map to the emotional and material promised land that life has waiting for you, Take a minute to jump on over to Amazon, grab yourself a copy of A Changed Mind, or better yet, grab a couple of copies and give them as gifts to your loved ones. The feedback is already coming in. People are saying this is one of the most practical and powerful personal development books they've ever read, and I get it because everything that's in this book is exactly what I went through, what I learned, and what I used to change my mind. Check it, grab yourself a copy, and now... On to your regularly scheduled podcast episode. Hey, it's David. Welcome back to A Changed Mind, a sanctuary for your spirit, a place where I will remind you each and every episode of the certainty of the goodness of the future. I am your friend, your guide, your host, and I'm so excited for today's episode. I've been seeing a lot of videos coming through my YouTube feed talking about the awakening process, and I thought, you know, I should probably throw my hat into the ring here share a bit, a little bit of my own experience. And of course, as always, how I framework things down in order to make it easier for you. If you are someone who feels like you are becoming more conscious, more self-aware, and the more aware you're becoming, the more difficult your life is becoming, I've got the answer for you in this episode. 
So the good news is, is that the solution is really quite simple. Um, we're making a lot harder than we need to in terms of our own personal process of evolution. And I'm going to be giving you three things that are really practical takeaways that can help you in your journey of becoming more of who you really are. And if this is your first time listening to the show, welcome. If you're joining us on YouTube, uh, welcome back. And do me a favor, I want to keep you informed every time we come out with a new episode. I try to do one every single week, so hit that little bell button, subscribe so you can get notifications, and really, do me a favor, leave me a comment, let me know what your big takeaway is or what resonates with you or if you have a question or if there's something else that you want me to record an episode on. I use all of your comments as a way to determine what type of content I'm putting out there in the future. And if you're listening on your favorite audio platform, whether it's Apple or Spotify or some other, again, uh, subscribe so that you get notified every time we come out with a new show. And uh, if you haven't yet, leave me a rating. That's the way that I can get your feedback. And also, we can get this work out to as many as people as possible. Today's conversation is really at the core of you being here because I know if you're here and you're a community member and an audience member and part of this growing movement or clan of people who are wanting to transform our own lives and transform ourselves so we can transform the world, you're in the awakening process. You know, why do we call it awakening? Well, I guess because we were pretty much asleep before. You know, we were, we were living according to these habits of thoughts and emotions, our limiting beliefs, our childhood traumas. We were sort of on autopilot just because of the way the human being operating system works, just because we form belief systems or ideas or the lens through which we experience life at a very early age. And the way that it works is, you know, whatever it is we believe, like money is hard to make or anything is possible or relationships don't work out or I'm good enough or I'm not good enough, whether it's an empowered belief or a limiting belief, the way your brain works is you're pretty much only paying attention to any evidence in your life that supports that belief. It's the only thing that you notice is what's in alignment with what you believe and you're ignoring everything else. And so we we get into sort of this fixed groundhog day, uh, if you're familiar with the classic uh, 90s movie with Bill Murray, sort of reality where we're living the same day over and over again. You know, it might be a different relationship, but it's the same relationship. It might be a, a different uh, situation with your health, but you're still experiencing the same types of challenges with your health. It's a different situation with money, uh, but it's still the same sort of situation with, with money. And so as we're awakening, we're becoming aware, we're moving out of this sleep state that we're actually creating our own reality. I've got so many episodes where I talked about that. A recent episode, actually, last episode, I believe, episode... 17, man, we're really approaching like 20, 30 episodes now, episode 18, actually, um, where I talked about how thoughts become things and how anything is possible in our lives. The foundational episode, if you want to go back to the beginning, I really encourage you to listen to episodes one, two, and three, where I talked about this idea that through behavioral psychology, we take thoughts and we materialize them into our reality through emotions and through action. But it goes back to this idea, Napoleon Hill talked about it, the great science of mind teachers talked about it, all the scriptures talked about it, like you are creating your own reality. As Buddha said, the mind is everything, you know, what you think you become. Henry Ford said the man who thinks or the woman who thinks he or she can or can't are both right. And so this isn't some sort of, you know, mystical, I mean, it is mystical, but it's not, it's not some sort of woo-woo, right? It's real. Uh, and at some point, you know, science will completely catch up. We're starting to understand through neuroscience what metaphysics has been teaching us for a long, long time, that we are powerful creators and we create our own reality. And so you're waking up to this conversation. You're getting into some sort of spiritual development. You're getting into self-help, personal growth. You know, maybe you're listening to some of the classics like Tony Robbins or Jim Rohn or motivation and inspiration like Les Brown. Uh, maybe you're starting to get into understanding 
sort of the metaphysical principles through Abraham Hicks, or you're listening to old spiritual teachings, great teachers like Wayne Dyer, Eckhart Tolle, Michael Singer. I mean, the list could go on and on and on, or, or you're just coming from a, a religious background into the spiritual conversation, whether it's from the Quran or from the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, Torah, the Eastern teachings, right? The Tibetan Book of the Dead, the Bhagavad Gita, uh, understanding the Tao Te Ching. They're all really talking about the same thing. And so you're, you're awakening into this process and the process may be becoming uncomfortable for you. On, on a multitude of levels. Like first and foremost, you're like, oh my God, my thoughts really do create my reality and you're becoming more self-aware and you're paying attention to your thoughts on a regular basis and you're realizing these are not thoughts that are conducive to creating <laughs> the type of reality that I want, right? That you've got these uh, personal doubts, right? Doubts about whether you're good enough, uh, whether people, you know, if you're in business, right? Whether people wanna, wanna hear your message or whether you're worthy of charging what you charge or earning what you earn in your career, you're realizing that you've got these uh, personal insecurities where you're comparing yourself to other people or you're a people pleaser or you're actually trying to justify your own self-love through chasing achievement or success in your work and it's causing you to burn out and to miss out on the magic moments of life, the present moment, being with the people that you care about, taking care of your own health. Or you're like, man, I come down through a whole generations of people who were broke and there's family money blocks or money traumas. And you're trying to figure out how to create more financial abundance in your life. And you're like, oh my God, I've got so much to heal, so much work to do. <laughs> Believe me, I know. I, I felt the same way too. And in a sense, that's true. You know, there, there are perhaps a meaningful number of misconceptions or misinterpretations or limiting beliefs that we have and we're wanting to transform them. But the truth is, is that awareness is transformative. You know, just being aware of the fact that your thinking is not in alignment with what you're wanting to create in your life or in your health or your relationships or your wealth or your business or whatever it is, at the same time, what occurs is this desire, whether it's conscious or unconscious, right? This desire to change your limiting beliefs. And that does, the desire is a vibration in you, right? That desire is, a, is an asking whether you're speaking it or not. And all of the teachings told us that there was this corresponding nature of life, that life would respond if we asked, that asking ye shall receive, seek and ye shall find, knock and it shall be answered unto you. I'm not quite sure about the knocking part, but I, I, get, I get the seeking and the asking. And so you're asking. And this episode, by the way, is part of the response. So there's an opportunity to be appreciative, to be grateful. Like, oh my gosh, the answers are coming. You know, I, I've been feeling like I've been struggling through my evolution or my awakening and I've been wanting it to be a little bit easier. Or maybe you've had some doubts or fears. And so the response is occurring. And you don't have to have a perfect mindset. You know, in other words, what I'm trying to say is like your thoughts are not hurting you. Even as you start to become aware of your limiting beliefs and your childhood traumas or your personal traumas or your insecurities or the fact that you're controlling or the fact that feel like you feel like you don't matter or the fact that you struggle with indecision or procrastination, you take the heat off of some of the energetic output of those thoughts and those emotions and those behaviors just through your awareness. It really does start to change things. But the reason why it starts to feel so intense is you're aware of what you weren't aware of before. You're now paying attention to it. Again, it's sort of how the human being operating system works. And so you're giving it an overemphasis. Like you're spending too much time 
noticing your limiting beliefs and then thinking you need to do something to actually fix them. Because I'm going to talk about here in a moment that like, yes, they're great tools. And we talk about those tools in so many of the episodes on A Changed Mind. We've got amazing programs like our Whole Human Framework program that takes you through 10 weeks of completely detoxifying you of your limiting beliefs and your fears and your quote unquote traumas. And that's important, right? Those things get called into your life when you start to seek an answer. But in terms of your personal practice, it's important to just relax around it a little bit. You know, it's okay that you've got these habits of thoughts that seem negative or limiting that you're aware of have been creating your reality, but awareness is the first step. And so what you don't want to do is compound it by now freaking out about your own thinking. <laughs> it's sort of, it's almost like you're boiling your limiting beliefs and they're coming out through the steam in boiling water. But then as the water's boiling, you start to freak out about it. So you put the lid on top of the pot and you like trap the limiting beliefs inside. Even then, I'm ex it's an exaggeration. You can't really mess it up. Like the healing process is unfolding. It's taking place. You can't really stop it. But you can actually let some of the steam out. And you, and you do that by realizing like what's coming is going. You know, this is a beautiful indigenous healing mantra. I actually learned this as my wife and I were doing indigenous uh, medicine ceremony, ayahuasca specifically, uh, in Costa Rica. And the shaman who became a very good friend of ours, one of his teachings was, hey, as, as you're taking this hallucinogenic tea that is sort of opening up your unconscious mind and bringing up a lot of uncomfortable emotions and feelings and thoughts, you have to understand that like there isn't a, something outside that's invading you or attacking you when you're having the experience, but what's coming is going. You know, the scary visions, the uncomfortable feelings, they're leaving your body. So if you can just breathe through it, almost like a yoga practice, because that's what you do in yoga, right? You get into these uncomfortable postures that your body's not used to anymore because you've been acclimated to these holding patterns and tissues are starting to move and emotions are starting to come up and it becomes difficult to breathe because of the posture that you're in and now you're focusing on your breathing and at the same time you're focusing on the posture and you're, you know, you're sort of moving away from your mental processes and really getting into your body. What do you do? You breathe through it. And so in the same way, you breathe through uncomfortable medicine ceremony right? Whether you're using psilocybin, magic mushrooms, MDMA therapy, ayahuasca, again, all tools that a lot of people who are awakening use. I'm not saying you need to run off and get in a medicine ceremony. My point is, as you're experiencing these thoughts and emotions that you're now more aware of than ever before, and you're no longer using things to numb out, right? You're, you're aware of the fact that you could jump on your phone and you could start scrolling through your newsfeed, but that that's not really what an awakened person does <laughs> you know you could you could go you know drink and put yourself into an altered state or smoke pot and you may still do that and that's okay over time those things will fade as they had for me right and you just start being with the experience rather than checking out be with the experience and just allow it and you can allow it when you're not in this misunderstanding or misinterpretation that like oh my god i have so much to heal so much work to do look at all these negative thoughts right they're creating the reality that i don't want i have to change them no that's putting the lid on top of the boiling water take the lid off you're going to be all right it's a normal part of the process some days may feel crazy they did for me too like oh my god like all these limiting beliefs and this inner voice and this inner critic it it's a feeling of insanity, but what's coming is going. 
right? It's, it's leaving. Your neural networks are starting to burn off the heat, burn off the steam of all of those limiting beliefs that have just been cycling and cycling and running and running and running in the background and you just weren't aware of it because you're so busy with life and so focused on your external environment rather than what was going on in your inner world and now you're starting to reorient yourself. You're giving more attention to your inner world so of course you're gonna notice these things more. The mistake a lot of people make is they think it's actually getting worse and it's not getting worse. It's a deepening of your awareness. Wow, look how aware I am. You know, it's like I'm now aware that this inner dialogue was going on all the time, right? But what's coming is going. And again, you don't have to have a perfect mindset. You're not hurting yourself. You know, you're not, you're not worsening your reality. So just a, a small shift in your mindset produces huge results. That's why in the Bible they say all that's required is the faith of a mustard seed. And then you can tell the mountain to go from here to there. Right? Just a faith of a mustard seed, the tiniest little bit. So the first encouragement is, is your awakening, meaning your self-awareness is increasing. It's going to seem like the thinking or the feelings are getting worse, but they're not. You're just redirecting your attention. So they're in your bullseye, right? They're in your awareness zone. So they're going to feel like they're a lot more present. And the best thing you can do is know that nothing's going wrong. Try to breathe through it. What's coming is going. Now, what's also occurring as you're, you're, you're becoming aware of your limiting beliefs and the way that you've been thinking, you're starting to change the way that you think, you're starting to put off this desire, hey, I'd like to change the way that I think, I'd like to have more empowered beliefs than limiting beliefs, right? I'm open and available to the different types of solutions and ideas and resources and I'm open and willing to go through this transformative process which feels uncomfortable because I know what's on the other side, a bigger, better me and a bigger, better life bigger, better impact, right? Bigger, better body, bigger, better relationships, right? Bigger, better everything, financial abundance, clarity, spiritual vision, purpose, is that on the, on the outside, things may start to seem crazy too, right? So we have this internal feeling of craziness, but on the outside, you know, man, I, I was just starting to read these personal development books, or maybe you've been doing it for a while and you're deepening your practice, Right? I mean, these types of things I'm about to share with you happened to me 10 years into my personal development, spiritual, spiritual development journey. And they seem to happen in cycles every time I'm ready for the next level of growth. But you lose your job. right? Your business implodes. Your relationship ends. Uh, a health problem emerges. What's happening is as a result of things starting to move and shift inside of you, things are starting to move and shift outside of you. And you had built up this external reality based on a false you, right? Based on an egoic you, based on all the programs that programmed your personality originally that are now in the process of transforming, right? You're taking those, those resonant or dissonant belief systems, these contracted energies, and, and you're allowing them to expand and transform into the new resonant you, new thoughts, new ideas, new ways, the old you is falling away, the new you is emerging, it's an uncomfortable process and it's being reflected in your external reality. And so now all of a sudden there's this shakeup, right? There's a shakeup that takes place and it can be really confusing. It's like, I don't, I don't get it. I'm, I'm doing the work to try to be a better person and to heal what's been passed on to me from other people who carried wounds and didn't know what to do with them. And now my reward is that my life is falling apart. And it's like, well, yes, because 
it's clearing the space or making way for the external you to emerge, right? The, the even better life, the even bigger bank account, the even healthier body, the even more extraordinary, you know, destiny that leverages everything that you've experienced so far, right? All of the pain, all of the hurt, all the misunderstanding as it's being transformed into the next level of your personal power, your clarity, your courage, your faith, your confidence, your compassion, your emotional resiliency, your emotional intelligence. And so there's this internal transformation that's very uncomfortable that's taking place and it's reflecting itself externally. But the approach is the same. It's to actually allow the shakeup to take place. But the, the logical mind will say, yeah, but what about, like, what about the revenue? What about the salary? What about this health challenge? And it'll start to project into the future, not knowing that new solutions have the opportunity to emerge. In fact, new solutions absolutely will emerge as the part of the new emerging you that don't really have a basis in your past. So the mind is trying to look to the past to try to predict what could occur in the future. And it's projecting way out into the future, a fear-based future, right? Outcomes that you don't want based on these things that are starting to fall away in your external reality, but it's not taking into consideration the emergence of new solutions because it doesn't understand the emergence of the new you. The metaphor I would use is, you know, you are this tree. And let's just say you're a fruit tree. You're like a magical fruit tree. You can produce any kind of fruit in the world on you. And so over time, you've, you've grown, right, from a seed into a sprout, into a sapling, into this amazing, incredible fruit tree. And all of the challenges that you've had in the past and what I would call all of the dissonant energy and all of the limiting beliefs, they, they've actually become the mechanism by which you're going to create your future and they're, they're sprouting out on your limbs. You know, they're like ready to be transformed. So you've got like all these fruits that are ready to be dropped off into the ground because that's what needs to happen where the fruit then dissolves or gets eaten by some creature. And now that seed gets planted into the soil and sprouts into another tree, right? Like you're going from a tree to a forest, to the Amazon. But in order for that to happen, you have to allow the shakeup. So you're being shaken internally and then you're being shaken externally. And the idea is that these fruits of your current life, they need to drop off. You need to let them go. And if you don't, they become rotten and then there's no benefit to them. But if you let them go, if you allow yourself to be shaken up, knowing that this is the process, now all of a sudden, the fruits that are born from the experiences of your past become seeded around you and they give birth to this new level of your life. New relationships sprout up. New business opportunities sprout up. New ways to do your business sprout up. New career opportunities sprout up. A spiritual community sprouts up. New health sprouts up. And before you know it, here you are still that tree, but you've also become the forest around you and an entire ecosystem for abundance. You know, there are creatures that now live within this environment that you've now created. New life is supported. 
And it really is, if you can imagine it in your mind's eye, it's this beautiful idea. You're now, you've sort of become the Amazon from one tree. And here you are not only the entire forest, but you're also still sitting as that original tree within the midst of all of the creation that has taken place around you as a result of you allowing yourself to be shaken and to let go of rather than try to cling to those things that you've created that are no longer needed moving forward. Carol, my wife, and I, and I always want to clarify that's not three people. (laughs) Carol is my wife. We've experienced this in cycles since we've been together. When we first got together, I was running a business that I had started and raised millions of dollars for, but I wasn't passionate about it anymore. And the business was going through a lot of struggles. And I was going through my awakening process. And it was an opportunity-based business. It wasn't something I was really passionate about. It wasn't making an impact in the world, but I was really passionate about personal growth. And in order for me to have the space to allow in the vision for the business that is the business today, right? Doing our live events and our seminars and our coaching programs and me actually stepping fully into who I had become, going through my own healing journey and now supporting other people in their own healing and transformation, stepping into a new level of leadership. I had to let go of the old me the search engine optimized internet marketing entrepreneur, David. And I had to let go of that old business. And there were signs early on that I should be open to letting it go. I didn't need to know how to get from that business to this business, but I was resistant to it. I remember Carol encouraging me for a couple of years. And I was like, no, 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 I can't do that. This is who I am and this is what I do. And I've got this business and there's no way I can't see how I would make this transition. And I was insecure about stepping into the work that I'm doing today. I was like, who would really want to hear my message and what do I really have to say? And so I held on to that fruit too long and it started to rot until finally I had to like literally throw it away and let it go. But it didn't need to be that way. You know, I didn't need to hang on to rotten fruit as long. When I did, even though it was scary because I thought it was the only fruit I had, all of a sudden like it opened up a new opportunity. It dropped to the ground. That seed went into the soil of my life. It sprouted forth with a new opportunity that became this coaching business, right? And Carol did something similar. She was doing business development. She had a job. It was paying six figures. She had a lot of commitments around her, but she knew intuitively that what she wanted to do was build this business together. And she didn't hold on to her rotten fruit quite as long as I did, but she held on to it until it got painful enough that she finally came home one day from work and said, you know what? I'm so sick of this. I quit my job. I was like, what? You've got a six-figure job and it's the thing bringing in money while David's trying to figure out how to help people. (laughs) She's like, well, you need help trying to figure out how to help people. So we're going to do this together. Was it scary? Yes. But we had to let go of what we had in order to make room for what was next. And the same thing happened in 2022 with this business. We had built up a multi-million dollar business. We did $25 million in revenue over 70 years. We're number 171 on the Inc. 500 fastest growing list of companies. We were the number one fastest growing coaching and consulting company in America in 2020. The way we had generated a lot of that revenue was through not just transformational programs, but also business coaching programs. And we still do our business coaching programs We have an incredible business curriculum. I do a a three-day event once a year called Legendary Business. We still work with entrepreneurs, but what we realized and we had been realizing for a while was that the people who were having the most success in our programs, which at that time was only entrepreneurs, now it's everybody, was a result of the mindset work and the transformational work and everything that we talk about on A Changed Mind. And that's what I really wanted to be doing. I wanted to be teaching and coaching around transformation and metaphysics and consciousness theory and leadership. 
And I could feel that I no longer wanted to be coaching, even though I was really good at it about blue ocean and marketing differentiation and how to do presentations. Again, we still have that curriculum, but I wanted to find a different way to organize things, but I was too afraid to let go of, you know, what was like $13 million in revenue with our business coaching programs. And so it got to a point where those programs stopped working. It became a toxic fruit. We were investing in a lot, trying to force how to keep the old model going, like resuscitate a body that was already dead. And we were afraid that like, oh my God, if we don't do that, how are we going to you know, cover payroll and, and, and invest in the vision that we have for making the impact moving forward? But we didn't need to have the answer. What we needed to do was allow the old fruit to drop, let the new seed be planted, and then it would be the answer. It would be the answer. But there's this uncomfortable space in between that you have to allow where you don't know and the mind is going to want to try to figure it out. And there's no answer. It can't calculate using the past into the future. And all it's doing is projecting a terrible future based on not having that fruit right on the tree anymore. And so life is going to either strip you down of what's no longer required so that seed can get planted so that it can give rise to the new opportunities that are part of your destiny and your vision. Like that's the incredible love that life has for us. It'll shake the tree, right? But you can let go of the fruit along with the shaking process. You don't have to hold on to it. And so just know that not only as we talked about a moment ago, are you going to experience this internal increase of awareness and discomfort, but there's going to be this external shakeup too. And my recommendation to you is like, let life shake the tree. The, the sooner you can let go of the fruit, even though you don't have an answer and even though it feels really, really scary because it's the way that you've gotten to where you are, it's not going to be the way that you're going to move forward into what's waiting for you, which is more prosperity, more abundance, more health, more joy, more ease, more flow, and really the authentic you. If you think about it, like you watch the chrysalis process, right, where a butterfly emerges from the cocoon. And it's a struggling, difficult process. And the truth is that the wings of the butterfly become activated and strengthened through that struggle. In fact, if you assist a butterfly in getting out of the cocoon, it'll die. It won't be able to fly because it's, it's through the process that you become strengthened. And the difference in the metaphor here is like you don't, you don't actually have to struggle to get out but you have to be with the discomfort. It is an uncomfortable process. You have to allow yourself to be shaken both internally and externally. And here's the other thing. You can't speed it up and you can't slow it down. Trying to speed it up, <laughs> right, is the same thing as putting the, the lid from the boiling pot back on top of the water, right? It, it, it just makes the process even more uncomfortable. It's a little bit like a fever, right? You've, you've had a fever before, haven't you? And when you have a fever, how do you speed up your fever? Can you speed up your fever? No, you can't. You just have to wait till the fever breaks, right? And you have to wait for the healing process to occur. Now, you can sit around and you can worry about the fever and stress out about the fever, right? That'll actually prevent the healing process from happening as optimally as it could, so you can do that. In a sense, you can kind of slow down the process, but you can't prevent the process. The process is going to happen anyway. That's another important thing to understand. The more you try to accelerate your awakening process, the more uncomfortable it becomes. In fact, a great part of the spiritual 
revelation, but you have to experience it. I can share it with you, but until you experience it, it's not your experience, right? Is when you finally accept that there's nothing that you can do to speed up your growth process. Just in the same way when you were in the first grade and you were seven years old, there was nothing you could do to grow another six inches. It's just going to occur. It's going to happen. And the more that we interfere with our own awakening process, the more we try to manipulate it, the more we try to hurry it, the more we try to rush it, the more we try to reduce the discomfort around it, it's actually the more discomfort that we create. Because all of that energy that goes into trying to manipulate the process, number one, doesn't make us feel good. It just becomes frustrating. We feel like we're broken. We feel like we're doing personal growth wrong or spiritual growth wrong, right? And number two, that's all energy that you're your body and your spirit could have naturally used to facilitate the process, right? So you're you're taking energy from what could be facilitating a natural process and you're pulling it out over here into a control mechanism that can't control it. And it's so obvious when we talk about it in the context of a fever and trying to speed it up or you and your normal growing process and trying to speed it up. But just notice that's what we do. We're like, if I could just hurry up with this spiritual growth process and become enlightened, in the next 72 hours, that would be nice, right? <laughs> it reminds me of a sign that was in my therapist's office when I was going through drug and alcohol addiction. Uh, and it said something like, uh, uh, now I can't even remember what it was, but it was something like, everything has its own process, but now would be a good time, right? So allow, relax. Everything is working out in its own unique way for you that's going to be different than anyone else's awakening process. Things are going to be shaken up inside of you. The energy is moving. The transformation is taking place. You're hyper aware of what's happening inside of you right now, which is why it seems like it's more intense. Don't become afraid of it. It's not more intense. Just allow it. What's coming is going. Externally, things are going to be shaken up too. Why? Because your thoughts are, are your reality is a reflection of your consciousness and your belief systems and your thoughts and your thoughts and your belief systems are changing. And so what's happening is that you've built up this life that has a lot of incongruence and a lot of inauthenticity to it. And so as you become more congruent and as you become more authentic, those things are going to fall away. The tree is going to be shaken. Let it happen, right? Allow for it. Don't, don't hold on or white knuckle or, 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 or grip too tightly. The things that you think are what make your life wonderful today because you cannot possibly imagine how extraordinary your life is going to become as those things become the seeds of your new future. And lastly, don't rush the process. You know why? Because you can't. And the more you try to rush the process, the more uncomfortable it's going to feel, the more it's going to give your mind material for convincing you that you just don't know how to do it right and you're never going to get through this and there's something fundamentally wrong with you and none of that is actually true. This is the process. It's a healing process. It's a detoxification. And if you've ever detoxified yourself of anything, you'll know that it's uncomfortable, right? The toxins are coming to the surface and they're, they're, they're looking to leave. So allow the process to happen. That puts you in the most optimal energetic state and let it go right? Just let it go. And you know what? There are some days you're going to do this better than others. Have grace with yourself, right? Have forgiveness with yourself. There are times where you're going to forget. But the best thing that you can do is when you're uncomfortable, find ways to connect with yourself. Find ways to connect with energy. Find ways to connect with spirit. Find ways to connect with others. 
that might be meditation. It might be gratitude journaling. And it might be if you, if you love being out in nature, if you love to exercise, go do some breath work. If you enjoy doing the cold plunge or the sauna or you love animals, go be with your furry friend. Go listen to some music. Go take a bubble bath. And what I'm saying is every time you start trying to want to figure out your spiritual growth, the only thing you really need to do is let the spiritual growth happen and go your responsibility is to take yourself into doing something and engaging in some activity that you enjoy. You know, if you like having a cup of coffee, go get your favorite cup of coffee, go to Starbucks, right? Doesn't matter what it is as long as it's a healthy activity. Connect with yourself, connect with others, connect with spirit, connect with nature. If that becomes your practice, that'll really facilitate you through the spiritual evolution, which by the way, I'm super excited that you're going through. You know, it's an amazing time to be alive right now that, you know, we've come down through generations of people who carry these hot potato wounds and traumas that are materializing into our external reality. And now we've become really through the gift of God or spirit or the universe knowledgeable enough uh, with the with the philosophies, with the tools, with the community, with the fellowship, to actually you know allow the buck to stop here, to no longer pass you know these angers, these frustrations, the frustrations, these resentments, these fears onto other people or onto our children. It's an incredible time right now, right? We're we're transforming consciousness. We are consciousness transforming ourselves, and the result is going to be an extraordinary world. Is there going to be a lot of falling away in the process that may seem scary or threatening? especially to those who don't understand what the process is as the process is unfolding. Sure. Right. But that, that's also the process of developing faith of trusting, trusting the process, trusting in a power greater than yourself. And that's really what you're being called to as well. Right. A reconnection with spirit, because there's nothing that you can do to accelerate this process or to make it any different than what it is. And, and that's really the big takeaway from today's episode because I think a lot of our personal suffering in our spiritual growth and our awakening actually comes from thinking that there's something that we should be doing or something we're doing that we shouldn't be doing to facilitate this process faster, easier, better. And the truth is, this is just a process that you leave alone as you go and enjoy your life. Uncomfortable? Yes. You know, Make sure you take care of yourself uh, as you go through the process, but, but something that's your responsibility? <laughs> Really, absolutely not. <laughs> absolutely not. So I hope that's been helpful for you. Again, if you have any questions, if you love the episode, if there are any takeaways that really resonated with you, you're watching on YouTube, leave me a comment, like the video, subscribe. Same thing if you're listening on the podcast. If there's somebody that you know that you feels like feel like needs to hear this because they're going through the awakening process too, you know, do them a favor. Just, you know, share share the link to this episode, send them a text message, a messenger, a PM, whatever it is, a WhatsApp, and share the love. Thanks for being here with me today. I'll see you on the next episode. Hey, it's David. One more thing. If you want to go even deeper on everything we've talked about on today's episode, don't forget to jump over to www.davidbear.com. You can find the link in the show notes and subscribe to our newsletter. A couple of times a week, I'm going to be sending you the latest episodes that we've released along with additional free trainings. You'll get immediate access to my free Mind Hack ebook. And go even deeper into all the tools, the technologies, and the frameworks that have helped tens of thousands of people establish a changed mind. Don't forget to jump on over to the site, and I will see you in the next episode.